0: Welcome to Ruby Red Slippers Soul Care Podcasts and the Renegade Women in Soul Care series. I'm your host, Arlana Scola. Today, my guest is Christine Lee, and she is a renegade woman. A little bit from her bio. Christine has a BSN, an RN, and a PHN, and is in the process of working on her MBA. She has over 25 years experience as an RN, She has been in managed care, acute care, case management, hospice, home health, pain management, quality assessment, performance improvement. She's worked in correctional institutions for juveniles as an RN. She's provided direct patient care at a number of locations. She has been an an executive leader in many locations. She's a director of operations. She is a powerful leader and loves leadership. She has been a consultant and she has provided medical record auditing. She is an amazing woman. I'd like to give a definition of what the renegade woman is. And the renegade woman is a woman who behaves in an unconditional manner. A woman who rises to the occasion of her calling, her vocation, her passion, to overcoming, to serving, to bettering the world and any number of verbs that call to her soul. Many people ask, what is soul care? Soul care is an ancient practice and a modern day necessity. The care of the soul was and is central to our spiritual history. CS Lewis said, you do not have a soul, you are a soul. Caring for the soul matters because soul neglect happens. Soul deprivation is real and caring for the soul is of vital importance to leading a well-balanced and abundant life. We should remember to take time and make time for soul care and soul prayer. So let's talk about how Christine and I met. We were both working at the same hospice company and I was volunteer coordinator at that time. And since then we've remained, remained friends and prayed for each other and um, just fostered a really wonderful relationship. I admire her, and I am honored to have her as a guest on my show. What would you like our listeners to know about you in addition to the info on your bio?
1: Um, you know, I have been through some some pretty difficult times, um, but have been able to Rise above um, and still, you know, feel accomplished, still, you know, able to love, um, able to take care of what I need to take care of.
0: Yes, yes. And that is the sign of a renegade woman in my book because difficult mm-hmm. times come and not everybody can rise above, but we rise above. And be continue to accomplish things and then as we're doing in this podcast series we hope to let other women know that they can make it through difficult times as well and that we absolutely yeah help to set that example of uh, renegade women also know how to take a moment to care for their souls yes. so why would you consider yourself a renegade woman beyond what you've just stated
1: um you know, basically I consider myself a renegade woman, because as I said, I've been able to fight through some pretty rough times yet still be a strength to others. I was a teen mom. Um, I went through nursing school while on welfare. I went through two very traumatic divorces. I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease that causes pain and weakness. And most recently, in 2018, I was diagnosed with stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, And that I was battling from 2018 to the end of 2019. Um, But yet, with all of that, I feel like my soul can still love. Um, I've been able to do this all while being essentially a single parent the whole time. I'm pretty fearless yes. when it comes to tackling problems. Um, I take risks and I know that um, whatever happens to me, I'll be okay. Yeah. I went through, you know, different types of treatments, um, two cycles of chemotherapy that were not effective. Um, I finally had this treatment called CAR T cell therapy, where they remove your white blood cells, they take it to a lab and the scientists work on the cells and they teach it how to fight cancer. And um, then they multiply it Uh they multiply it and then they put it back in your body. Wow. So that's that's what I had in um, Uh the summer of 2019. The my oncologist said that if I didn't get that treatment it would be a matter of months wow, um, my prognosis. Woo, and I know, crazy. And I knew it. Um, as a hospice, you know, nurse, yeah, I know about prognosis. And I knew that my time would be limited if I didn't have this treatment. And so I, I went forward. And I did it. And I can tell you the aftermath of it, like, there was definitely a war yeah. going on inside of my body. I was, yeah, I was exhausted all the time. I needed blood transfusions. I was throwing up maybe like 20 times a day. Wow. Yeah, I, use, I had to use a walker, a wheelchair. Um, I had to have my sisters live with me because, you know, not only did they have to help take care of me, but at that time I had a, you know, a 10-year-old child as a single parent. And so... You know they would help with both of us, and let me just say my ten-year-old was so cute because whenever I would be like throwing up, she would be in front of me like with the bag, you know, Aww. ready, knowing when to give me the paper towel. Okay, she coughed. That means she needs the paper towel now. Okay, now she needs the bag. <laughs> so it was wow. just just truly amazing. And then like even like in the middle of the night, if I had to use a bathroom my 10 year old would be right there, like guiding me and holding my hand. Wow. So you know, it's wow. just amazing. Stuff. <laughs> I know, I know. Her, and
0: I think, you know, that I probably commented to you in some way that she just has a beautiful soul. She is she such a, a gentle powerhouse. Like, and she's just, she's lovely. So um, I can. Thank you. Grace and saying, you know, I care mom and um, stepping in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know.
0: What huh? do you your, <laughs> yeah, your most significant accomplishment?
1: Um, two parts. Obviously, I have to say my children. Um, all three are doing amazing things. I have a 30-year-old 30, 30 who is also fearless, running a dance studio. Um, the way she connects with the teen girls and her mission to help them through the crazy parts of being a yeah. teen girl—you right. know, she's done a really amazing job with them. Um, she's also an amazing mom. Um, I'm a Grandmother to a a two and a half year old child. And my Uh, oldest daughter is like the best mom ever. Um, I also have a son who's 26. He's living his dream, making music, doing whatever he wants to do, traveling the world. Wow. Um, So he's, you know, he's a pretty cool cool guy, too. And that's not without, you know, his own mental health issues. I mean, he knows his resources, he knows Uh what he needs to do. he takes care of himself and all while just living life right and then obviously we talked about my my 12 year old who you know is a very special child in itself but yes in regards to my career um i think my biggest accomplishment is the ability to turn companies around as a leader and walking into a space where the culture is not good Right. The teamwork is not on point. Um, I've been able to, on more than one occasion, turn things around um, as a leader. And yeah. that's my favorite part of being a leader. It's connecting with people and doing what I can to make things better for everyone, which obviously trickles down to the patients and families that we right. serve. What is
0: the singular thing you believe has had the biggest impact on your life, And giving you success?
1: Um, I think it was a combination of things. Uh, I grew up in a third world country. My father worked for the Navy. So we spent some time in the Philippines. So I saw a lot there. Uh, Also, I was the youngest of 10 children. I was very observant. I learned a lot of life about life just by watching my older brothers and sisters. Right. But, you know, honestly, I think what has had the biggest impact to my success is that when I was growing up, starting from like when I was a toddler, I was always told that I was smart. Mm. My parents always told me I was smart. My brothers and sisters always told me I was smart. My extended family always told me I was smart. And so gr- growing up, my confidence in that, like I, I believed it. Yeah. And I believed I could do, you know, I could go to nursing school and be an RN, even though I was a teen mom. I believe, I believed all of that because I was, you know, I grew up being told I was smart. And so I think that's, you know, really a testament on how you talk to your children, um, how you mold them and, you know, create their sense of identity and their sense of confidence. So
0: Christine, if you could go back to your younger self and hand out free advice, what would you say?
1: Well, I was a very shy girl, like, in, like, kindergarten, like, when I was a little girl, like, super shy. never really talked to anybody. I wish that I had blonde hair and blue eyes like the pretty girls at school. Um, I, I think that I would tell myself that one day... I would be so proud of who I was and, and where I came from and in my roots, um, my my family's from Guam and I'm super proud of that. And um, I, I think if I were to tell my younger self that I, I would have built confidence um, from the beginning, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I, I can relate. I know for me, I was um, one of few people that had mm-hmm. colorful skin yeah. as a young person growing up and um, just to be, you know, to be different and kind of singled out, even though for me, there was nothing negative or derogatory or anything, but definitely like, I look different. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And then fighting to be successful and proud and all of those things um, as a young person. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's It's so interesting to me that knowing that I had actually felt that way at some point, because I'm so proud of, you know, of where, of my roots and where I'm from. So that's what I would tell myself.
0: Yeah. And the, the really neat thing for me and, and, you know, and us talking about this particular thing is Mm -hmm. that I see you on the other side, you know, of all your growth and and Mm. your struggles and your strength. And I see this, um, powerful dynamic woman oh, you know mm-hmm. and it's so it's so important i think for for these conversations in, in an array of different places not just you know here on renegade women and soul care but for young people to get to hear right. you know mm-hmm. yeah it I wasn't thought. always
1: like that it right. wasn't always like that yeah right
0: so i appreciate your your candor thank you so much yeah do you ever feel that you are not a renegade woman and if so why
1: I do. I, I absolutely have those moments where I feel like I'm completely exhausted and I just can't do the things that I want to anymore um, in regards to like helping other people or getting up and getting my day started. Like I, many days I'm, you know, I'm at a hundred miles an hour and yeah. um, just like giving, 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 doing, 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 you know, in the meantime, I have this autoimmune that causes pain and, and fatigue. And, um, sometimes I just want to lay in bed and and do nothing. And I do, you know, tell myself that, that it's okay. I, you know, talk myself through it, give myself grace and say that, you know, resting is productive. Yeah, it is. Resting is productive. Yeah
0: it is it's productive it's healing it's restorative and it's yeah. absolutely necessary for us to be strong vibrant and dynamic women yeah yeah we have to make space for that
1: yeah absolutely and and when you're you know younger just getting ready and getting started in your career you know a lot of people in those moments it's all about go 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 be successful do this do that you know open your own business go to school you know help their this person and help that person but then you know as you get older you you absolutely burn out and then you have to give yourself permission right that it's okay now you know it's okay you don't have to be like that
0: yeah
1: yourself yeah I
0: totally agree and you said something earlier in our conversation about being graceful to yourself yeah and I think that when we take that time to nurture ourselves and care for our souls and be still and be quiet and rest. We need to do it gracefully and not beat ourselves up within the process of, Oh, I got to rest now. And I should be doing this and I should be doing that. No, you should be (laughs) resting gracefully and being kind to yourself because that's where the power comes from.
1: Absolutely. I agree. And I, I was, I'm just kind of, I'm going through it right now. Um, about three weeks ago, I was at that moment where I was just completely and and utterly exhausted, crying in bed because I felt bad and I felt guilty. But then, you know, the next day, I just like, I can't stay in this place. I need to take charge. So, you know, I scheduled doctor's appointments for myself. I scheduled therapy appointments for myself. I made it a point to do what I could to get some sleep. And now I'm, I'm just, I'm like coming out of it now. Yeah. Now good. And I'm, I'm feeling better. Um, I just know now that I need to really stay on top of the rest. It's, it's important.
0: It's crucial. And I think that's part of the, the standing up for our boundaries too. Mm-hmm. You know, I know yeah. that, you know, as a young woman, that the boundaries were, you know, blurry and, you know, like you said, go, go, go charge, run, do, 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 but, the boundary of self-care is so important at any age. I mean, it doesn't matter what age you're at. And so I think, you know, laying that on the table and you saying that is so important. And I, as, as a leader and a mentor and a coach, it's really, really a goal of mine to say to younger women, check yourself. Like, yeah. you don't have to work 26 hours in a day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, Yeah. Super, super important. What women have inspired you?
1: Um, You know, I I spent a good amount of time thinking about this one. And really the, the only people that, that come to mind are my sisters. Mm. I'm, I'm the youngest of eight girls and I watched their lives unfold. I watched their struggles Um, they've been through so much. Like I have a sister who became a widow with six kids, but she still managed to raise them on her own, kick butt Mm -hmm. in it and, um, causing everyone, you know, like giving everyone humor and laughter along the way. She's like one of the funniest sisters that I have. And then I have sisters who've gone through pretty serious domestic violence situations, but they still like, you know, remain strong and living life and being happy you know, all those things are behind them now and they're just, you know, living life. And I just, you know, honor that. And, and it completely inspires me, um, having that kind of front, front seat, um, you know, view of their lives. And, and so I would say my sisters really have inspired me.
0: Wow. That, that is super beautiful. And what a blessing to have that, like, at your fingertips to yeah. watch it live and see how they navigated the mm-hmm. really, really hard times with beauty and grace and strength and power. Um, yeah. That's really neat. I want to meet your sisters.
1: Yeah, they're, they're cool ladies.
0: <laughs> it sounds like it. Well,
1: they're they, cool ladies. They definitely
0: yeah. positively affected you. So I yeah. have met them.
1: Yeah. That yeah. That's
0: very cool.
1: Absolutely.
0: What is your passion piece right now?
1: You know, right now at this point in my life, um, you know, I do, you know, my, my career is important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I love the work that I do. I love, you know, working with the end of life. My favorite part of it is, is supporting the nurses and the, um, you know, chaplain social workers, supporting the team. Yes, Uh Um, that really is super important to me, but, um, you know, more so what, what's most important to me are are the relationships that I have with people and my family, um, making memories, um, trying not to let life pass me by and having that, that bucket list of, of things that I, that I want to do. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: that's, that's great. And. Um, if you don't want to dive further into this, tell me. But I just am so inspired by um, your your mentoring, loving, coaching, and pouring <laughs> into your daughter and um, the you know her dance. And mm-hmm. she's such a strong. I mean, she's young still, but she's such a yeah. strong force of nature. Yeah. And that's just that's beautiful. And I know that that's part of your passion piece, but.
1: Oh, gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. My, my kids are great.
0: Yeah. Good.
1: That's wonderful. Yeah.
0: What soul care practice do you do?
1: You know, what really speaks to me, Arlana, is music. Mm. I love music. It speaks to my soul. I love all kinds of music. I love music that um, people my age shouldn't like. You know, I right. love all the rap. I love the hip hop. I love the mumbling kind of rap. Uh, but I love, you know, I love all kinds of music. I love Christian music. I mean, uh-huh. going to church and being in the worship part with, you know, with the music playing, yeah. like that really speaks to my soul. I'm, I'm the girl out there with my hands raised and the tears yes. falling down my face. That, that is my soul care.
0: That is beautiful and so yeah. powerful. I mean, music yeah. is. I mean, you you and I both know just through the course of music therapy that we've observed in the years that we've been, it's just, it's super powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. How do you feel when you haven't tended to your soul?
1: When I have not tended to my soul? Yes. Um, Depleted. Yeah. Tired. Exhausted. Um, But again, that you know, there's always that little voice that, you know, tells you it's going to be okay. You know, yeah. you, can't, you can't stay here. What do you need to do? And, you know, my, my way of dealing with problems and issues is to figure out a plan. Yeah. And that's my mechanism. And, and that's, you know, what, what helps me feel like I'm being productive.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's great. And it is, a relief to have a strategic plan for something that's a problem you know it's like okay ABC we can do this yeah Yeah, my mind works like that as well and
1: and and sometimes it's not like um you know something you could just do in one day right you 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 be in situations where you have to take steps yes no I got it my my ultimate goal is this but how do I get there
0: right
1: you know, I mean, specifically, I remember feeling that that way, figuring out, you know, like how to leave a husband. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. hard. You can't just necessarily just, you know, pack your bags and leave. There's right. there's steps that have to be taken. Um, yeah, that
0: is very true. And sometimes those steps are really difficult. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I know that it's really hard for a lot of women. They get, you know, they get stuck there. Sure. You know, and I wonder. You know, I worry about people like financially. Like I've been able to make an okay living as, as an RN, and I just kind of wonder. You know, the people, the, you know, other women who, you know, don't have that financial you right. Know, like, how do they? Yeah. How do people even do it. Like, it's hard for me, and I'm. You know, I'm. I'm okay. I'm. I'm doing yeah. okay financially. Yeah. And I just. I don't know. It's just. <laughs> I worry. Yeah.
0: Yeah, me too. And excuse me, you know, education is a piece of it because, you know, the right education gets you more financially, generally speaking. And sometimes people aren't able to further their education or don't want to, or don't, you know, whatever the the things are. And that limits the ability to grow and move forward financially and in, in careers. And I know, you know, through my time out in the field and in other Things that I've worked at, you know, where juvenile hall. I mean, how are those kids going to come yeah. out into the world and support themselves?
1: Yeah, you know, all yeah. these young
0: women and the, and the boys too. But I mostly
1: spent time with the with the with girls. girls. You know, it's but, interesting, Ar- Arlana, because I worked at the juvenile hall for for a short while too, as a nurse. And and again, like those children yeah their stories you know they would say you know my mom chose her boyfriend over me and i meant to live with my grandma and then my grandma died so now i have no one you know those right. kind of stories things yep. beyond their control right
0: right but things that have such a a, a gigantic impression in their thought process in their self-esteem yeah. and so many other levels you know yeah um, And that's one thing I loved about it because I was in that field as a chaplain and I got to speak to their souls and, you know, build them up. And at least there was, you know, a few moments in time where they got positive reinforcement and encouragement. And it's so, you know, as you know, it's so important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's times where I would see, you know, like my nieces and nephews in in these children where I know that if we didn't have such a strong um, supportive family, you know, my my kids or my, uh, you know, my nieces and nephews would, would be in the same exact yeah. position. Um, I think it really speaks to how important family, you know, being part of a, a strong supportive family and, and having that support system. I mean, yeah. make it makes a difference because life, life is hard. Life and, is hard. You know, especially if you're young and vulnerable.
0: Yeah, very, very true. And, you know, there's that adage, it takes a village. Mm -hmm. And it's the truth. I mean, the village can be the family system. The village can be extended family. But it it doesn't really work well with just one person at the helm of raising kids. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Why is soul care important to you?
1: You know, it, it helps you to remain grounded to love on yourself. If you want to be a giving person, you really have to fill yourself up and you can't really look to others to do that because you will, you will fall short. You will absolutely fall short. Um, You know, I have like an interesting story, you know, when I was in my moments of working, 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 and then all of a sudden like Prince died, you know, the same. And I was a, you know, I've been a, a Prince fan since I was a little girl, since I was 10 years old. Yeah. And when he had died, like, I felt like I had not tended to my soul. I had not been to the concerts. I had not been, you know, keeping up with something that was so important to me. Yeah. You know, and and that, you know, that year I went to Minneapolis. I went to Paisley Park and I was Uh able to pay tribute. Wow. You know, I, I went dancing with other Prince fans and went on tours. And it really, really, you know. Tender to my soul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it was in, many, in in Minnesota where it was beautiful and green. Right. And I, I realized, you know, I, I told myself I work too much. Yeah. I put too much emphasis on work. And really, I need to do these other things. I need to go to concerts. I need to spend time with my family. I need yeah. to be outdoors. I need to just take some time. So you know, soul, soul care is important. Um, yes. Otherwise, you know, you, you miss out on what's truly important. In life. Right, right, mm-hmm.
0: right. It, and it's so true. And you said it so perfectly. Um, we have to set aside the time. It's like another boundary to mm-hmm. be present in the moment, love on ourselves, love on the people that we love that pour into us. And, you know, Go to the beach and yeah, sit in the sunshine.
1: Yeah, take days off.
0: Yeah, it. right, right. I know my husband just about a week ago was telling a friend of his who's younger and has has kids, and he said, "Celebrate! Yeah, stop working so much. Yeah, do more with the family." And the guy's highly engaged with his family really. and his kids, and he does great. But my husband's like. Don't don't waste your time working yourself into the ground. Yeah. You know that's not
1: where it's it's
0: not. I mean it it never produces positive benefits. I mean you might have more cash, but you know, so what? Yeah. So yeah, definitely am with you on that. And I have to say also, I was, am, and will forever be a big time Prince fan. (laughs)
1: That yeah, see that was harder. That was hard because
0: I I grew up with him too. I mean, he helped me get through life, you know? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: That was rough. And I'm glad that you got to go and do those things to Mm -hmm. honor him and to honor you.
1: Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Life changing. -changing. Yeah,
0: I, I bet. That's wonderful. Yeah. And we've kind of touched on this, but have you ever experienced deprivation of the soul?
1: absolutely yeah absolutely um but again there's that little voice that you have to listen to you know don't stay there you know what do you need to do to get out of it
0: yep keep going
1: it's constant yeah it
0: is Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and and the deprivation will win if you don't fight for the opposite side of deprivation
1: right right yeah
0: yeah so very important Well, I don't have any more questions for you unless you have something else that you would like to share about being a renegade woman and soul care.
1: No, I I think we covered a lot of a lot of good things, a lot of good topics. Um, I'm just grateful to have this opportunity and this platform. So thank you. And, you know, it's such an honor to be considered a, a renegade woman and and that you had reached out to me about this so thank you well you're
0: you're very welcome and thank you for accepting the invitation and your words are are priceless and your journey has spoken to already and will speak to so many people and for me the thing that that stands out most about you is your gentle grace that can move mountains
1: Thank Jesus,
0: you. You're extraordinary. And um, I'm thankful that I know you, that I call you friend and also yes. that we were able to have this conversation together.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank All right. You, so you take good care. I will. You too. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: Uh-huh. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this powerful episode of renegade women and soul care. I hope that you enjoyed the amazing words that our guest had to say today i'd like to remind you of my book sunsets and soul care that can be found on amazon and also on my website my website is www.therubyredslippers.com where there's also links to all of the podcasts of renegade women in soul care and also information on my soul care mastermind classes, spiritual direction, retreats, and the other things that I'm doing. Also, if you know of a renegade woman that you think should share her story, please let me know via email at arlana at the rubyredslippers.com. Again, thank you for listening. I hope that you've been blessed and may each of you be blessed with peaceful nights, and gentle days. Ciao for now.